0: Current crises are out of our control. Some are so bad, you lose everything. In this episode, we will explore how one organization is going above and beyond to help those who are homeless and without other living essentials. This is Heroes Beyond the Line, Part 3. Our guest today is a Marine who embodies the phrase, leave no one behind. She is the founder and leader of the Enduring Campaign, which is a newly created nonprofit whose mission is to provide aid to homeless and transitioning veterans. Please welcome Rochelle Lafleur. Ooh-hoo, welcome. Welcome, yeah. Thank you. Not a problem. I can already see the, like the, I already see like the, the uncontrolled wincing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was a phenomenal introduction. Very well done. I Feel tried. Very important right now.
2: Six. Uh, six does pretty well with the introductions. I, I mean, it does. It's, it's hit or miss. It's either going to be great or it's
0: going to be like, ugh, take two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep redoing this. Just, really? We're going to get this right one way or another. But you're, you're the you're the real hero on this one, especially from uh, what you're planning to do, what you've done already. Just, I got no words. I really don't. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: 100%. It's awesome
1: to hear that because it takes a lot out of you. So so I'll be honest, we were supposed to have this call a little bit earlier and I was taking a nap, and I was taking it because you get through your week and your brain is just so fried. Um
0: because
1: mm-hmm. I also work full time, so it's constantly switching my mindset from the enduring campaign to work. So yeah.
2: Yeah, you got two full full time careers going. Simultaneously,
1: essentially, yes, yeah. I'd love to make one the the main focus, but it's just not
2: feasible at this time. All good things take time.
0: Yes, exactly. So, Rochelle, tell us a little bit about you. Like, uh, where are you from, and what inspired you to join the core?
1: <laughs> I'll give you the fairy tale version because the mm-hmm. real version is not. Um, So I'm from Michigan. Um, I'm actually an army brat. So I can't say born and raised in Michigan. I was actually born in North Carolina. Uh, But I hail from a smaller city um, called Ludington. And, you know, that city and specifically where I live, there's a lot of poverty there. And there's not much opportunity. And of the opportunity you have, uh, oftentimes you find People from that city go down the wrong path. And I was able to recognize myself going down that path. I have a phenomenal family system that was always just able to instill, be motivated and and fight harder and, and don't do the things that I was doing. So ultimately, what truly happened is my best friend actually joined the Corps. I had tried the Air Force first, got
0: denied. We hear that quite a lot. (laughs)
1: For medical, it was not, it was not my ASVAB scored. Uh, It was, it was medical. Went to the Navy. The Navy said, great, just don't tell them about X, Y, and Z. And was going down the path with the Navy. And because I'm from a small town at recruiter stations, there was only two permanent recruiters. And my Navy recruiter had to drive up an hour north to come see me every time we had a meeting. So I'd be sitting in his office and the two recruiting stations that were permanent were Army and Marine Corps. And the Marine Corps was actually, the door was facing the Navy's office and he would see me sitting out there. And one time he just came out and he said, do you ever think about the Marine Corps? And I said, I literally said this, your leaders don't join the Marines.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my chest. (laughs) No.
1: so, uh, obviously that changed. Um, I was pretty convinced that that conversation after I was dead set, my mom hated it, everybody hated it, but, uh, that fueled me to want it even more. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I can feel, feel you on so many levels with that. Like, uh, when I decided to join everybody in my family, like just, the first thing that popped into my mind was like these Vietnam videos of guys losing their legs and whatnot. And so I had to sneak out to see the Marine recruiter. And since I was 17, I had to get permission to join. And so when my mother found out, eh, long story short, it was not a fun time to be standing there, <laughs> but eventually they got the gist of it. They, they caved in and decided to let me join. And then, when it all when full circle came back now she's like i'm so happy you did it uh this is probably the best thing you could have done i could not have seen you do anything else and like i always go back to that like you remember that time when you told me like i must have been out of my mind (laughs) to join
1: yeah and it's funny now because i'm a mother and i get asked all the time would i be comfortable and the, the honest truth is no nobody wants their child to do that if he wants to i will support him but it's not something i'm ever going to push on him Mm -hmm. um i want him to come to that decision on his own and i'll i'll just bear through it in support but i absolutely do not want my child to be in any more harm than he already is from a day-to-day standpoint (laughs) so and also i have to say this because you uh, you had mentioned your family Had these thoughts of legs getting blown off. I was so ignorant to the world that I didn't know we were still at war. So imagine my surprise when one year later I was in Afghanistan. (laughs) Oh, Wait a
2: minute. Wait a minute. Nobody told me
1: this. (laughs) Wait a damn second. Yeah, Uh, and my unit was next up in rotation. So I literally hit the fleet, and it was like, okay, we're going. Like, oh well. All
2: right. Like, no, wait a minute. What time out? This is what war I signed up war for. Happening. <laughs> and where were you uh, posted at in the Afghan?
1: Um, I was primarily in Leatherneck. Okay. Around the Leatherneck area.
0: So, uh, what um, we we I, I was kind of joking about. Like, this is what I, what I signed up to do. Um, what did you sign up to do in the Corps?
1: The stories are just going to keep getting better.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go. Perfect. We touched we touch nerves.
1: <laughs> so the best part about this is I wanted to leave so badly that um, there wasn't any jobs per se that I wanted available. So my recruiter told me, if you go open contract, <laughs> <just> pause there <laughs> a second if you go open contract, you have the chance to get, you know, MP or, you know, anything as long as it's available. And so I said, okay, they don't tell you that when you go open contract, you'll either be motor T, which is what I was. I'm a 35, 31, the food service, or I think infantry, they do a lot for that. But the most ironic thing about the selection of motor T is the year before in high school, I was voted worst driver.
0: So (laughs) the
1: irony in all of this, um, essentially, I spent a lot of my time in the core dispatching, which actually helped me land the job that I still have today, eight years later in logistics. So how it worked out. Was meant to be, but it was just so ironic. I'm terrible at driving. This is the worst decision you've ever made, Marine <laughs> Corps. <laughs> so That's to
0: awesome.
1: this day I'm awful. <laughs>
0: That's oh, man. So I I could imagine like um now did not did you mention like I'm the worst driver. I could uh your guys' is, um school for motor transport. I want to say it's in Oklahoma, correct?
1: Port Leonard what
0: Oh um, Missouri. Uh, way, way off, way, way off. Good job, yeah, good job I mean, on that one. haze yourself now. <laughs> no crayons <laughs> for you. <laughs> but so, so you're going to the school. Um, how was that? Like knowing, knowing that your driving skills was not the greatest. And then that's pretty much what you're forced to do is, just drive, drive, drive.
1: I, well, actually I passed everything on the first time, which is scary for their training curriculum, but also, at that point you kind of have this mentality that you're so terrified and you just want to do so well. So you don't get yelled at. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so compliant and I, I just did my very best. And luckily Luckily I passed it, but, uh, to be fully transparent with you in the fleet, they never let me drive seven tons. They let me do it once and I was never behind a seven ton again.
2: So so what happened during that one time that they never let you drive it
1: again? (laughs) Did y'all ever go, were y'all ever in Lejeune?
0: Uh, I was not.
1: No. Okay. So Lejeune, um, how do I explain it with my memory? So Lejeune had an area, grunts lived all around that area. And there was a base theater right there that had this turnaround Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of training that occurred because I think water, the water training was there. There was, I just remember going there a lot for some, you know, random training and there was a ton of Marines in the area. And, uh, the way that this turnaround was, it did not fit seven tons. So you couldn't. Or it didn't fit me driving a seven ton where you come in and could actually make that you know half circle. So I ended up getting stuck, having to back it up. And uh there's so many Marines walking around, and you do have a ground guide, but I panicked, I just panicked. I didn't want to hit them. I didn't, I had a sergeant in the seven-ton with me who was screaming at me, which was helping nothing. <laughs> and finally, finally I. I just, he said, get out. He's like, get out. I will do it. And he did it. Like just whip that bad boy around. And after that, I never drove a seven-ton
2: again. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) I can't imagine. But yeah, yeah. Being screamed at the whole time, that uh, surely doesn't help the situation at all.
1: Uh, Yeah, we probably, I mean, I probably could have made it through if I were able to think logically, but at that moment, I'm just thinking, I'm not going to hit all these Marines. They're Mm. literally, you know, Marines and their infantry. Let me be, let me choose my words carefully.
2: Well, they're resilient. Uh, They, They recover.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they see a seven ton trying to back up and it's like that oh there's I'm gonna keep walking right around it. And I'm thinking, all right, you don't know who's behind this wheel right now. But <laughs> well,
2: they so, all learn today. <laughs> <you don't> <laughs> learn.
1: <laughs> Luckily I could set a lot of them for that naval hospital. All of them up there once I hit them. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> uh, turned the seven ton into a big ass hearse. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's awesome.
0: Uh, that is awesome. So Rochelle, um, what inspired you to want to be involved with nonprofit work?
1: Um, so I work a corporate position now and I love where I work. It's just it's not fulfilling. You're you're making a company richer and you're doing nothing to actually benefit anybody. Preach. And yeah. yeah. And I feel like you kind of lose yourself in that, especially when you come from feeling like you did something that mattered, um, whether it did or not. I know everybody can argue that, but um, it felt like it mattered. And when you have that feeling and you lose that feeling, it's crippling. And um, I actually I've always stayed close to the veteran community. I am especially close to Vietnam vets, which is ironic, but they're so accepting. And it's, it's an instant brotherhood and sisterhood that I have never met you guys before, but I will tell you these things and it's just instant. And I've had that across the country. Um, and so one of the things I started researching and I've done uh, some things for Operation Turbo, I did something for Christmas and it was the most fulfilling feeling that I had had in however long that I can remember. And there's actually, so there's a Grand Rapids home for veterans that's uh, in Grand Rapids, obviously that's the name, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I was actually married there. They have a beautiful pavilion and I've donated to them and it's not a true transitional center, but it has the same concept where, you have to be low income and uh, it's typically more for retirement but even they they were in need because people think the VA funds everything and the VA does fund these programs but as you can imagine that funding has to go to so many things that has to be allocated so many ways that there's still a need of these items and i just said I was actually talking to someone and they said, you know, I've never really heard of anything like that. And I said, well, that's, that's perfect because we can actually help. You know what I mean? There's not a million doing these and I would just be on their board or, you know, donate to them. There was nothing that I could find. And so ultimately I said, okay, I'm going to go down this journey and trust me, I tried to talk myself out of it a million times because I knew it's a lot of legwork and I, do I have the
0: effort to do that? Do I have the ability to do that? So, that? so that one time you donated and you felt that fulfillment, that was like, okay, this is something that I love to do. This is something that I would love to see progress. And then there was nothing around at the time to kind of keep this going. And you decided, like, well, I'm just going to do it my dang self. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a need for it, and and there's obviously shortfalls, and you notice those, and you said I can, I can, I can cover those gaps and 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 do the necessary things to uh, to help those who who obviously need it.
1: Absolutely, I mean, there's a ton of nonprofits that will do like care packages to troops, which is beautiful, and that's what you're actually referencing for that donation. And it wasn't just the donation; it was like advocating for people to help with that donation. Every part of it, just, you knew you were doing something good and you knew you were spending your time doing something good. The other thing is too, because we contact every single transitional center, um, you get to hear their stories. And actually yesterday, so for the Valor Ranch, which I posted yesterday, I was on the phone with the individual who founded that. And we were crying on the phone together. We were crying because of the work that she's doing that's so beautiful. And, you know, the sacrifices she has made to do something she believes in so much. And then just to have a nonprofit reach out and say, hey, can we help you with anything? I think she just needed that. And I needed, we both needed that because we both know how exhausting this can be. Um, So, yeah, It's, it's moments like those where I'm like, this is what I meant to do on this earth. So it's, yeah, it's no
2: shocking. matter the difficulties, the, the little wins still make up for, for all the headache and heartache.
1: Yeah. And I certainly hope I'm not coming off as um, ungrateful. It's just, I, I wasn't expecting the amount of work and I tell myself this is newly founded. I got my 501 C three, three months ago. And there's so many things in, administratively, um, you know, there's so many things that I didn't anticipate and had to figure out. So it just took a lot um, because my focus is getting veterans what they need. At the end of the day, that's my focus. But it took so long to even do that after I got the 501c3. <laughs> so uh, we're making progress. But I I hope I don't come off ungrateful just because I get a little stressed.
2: No, not at all. It, it stresses uh a big thing. And and when you want, when you have in your mind and your heart, you want to like, I'm doing this for a good, a good reason. I'm doing it for the right reason, but you know, in dealing with a lot of like your 501c and you know, the government's going to get theirs out of it too. And you know, dealing with the government as you have for so many years that nothing happened, it happens when they want it to happen. And so you're like, come on, I just, I'm doing it for the right reasons. Like why, why, why is this so difficult? But like you said, at the end of the day, you just got to remember, look, I'm doing it for this and, and power through it. And you've obviously, you've obviously found what works for you and, and are making it happen.
0: Uh, I I also, I, I, I would say like the fact that you're stressing and you're feeling the stress, it kind of shows that, I mean, not kind of, but it really shows like how much heart you have into it. The things that you, that you love and want most are always the hardest to get. That's uh, exactly
1: yeah. true.
2: That's very true. Yeah.
1: Very true. And I keep trying to tell myself too that this is about longevity. This is something that I hope to pass on to my son and he can run this. Um and hopefully it's much larger and it's nationwide. Um, but I keep saying, you know, this was three months ago. And even though it's not massive, I feel like we've made great progress. I feel like people are understanding what we're doing and they're supporting it. And um you know, like I'm going to have to grow out of. So uh, they'll probably won't see this in the podcast, but this is actually the closet that we have with all of the items. And then you can see I always have items that are being shipped in and the packages that we'll use to ship out. I'm to the point where I'm busting at the seams there, and so I'm already trying to find other areas, which is a beautiful fucking thing. Sorry if I can't swear. No, no,
0: that's no, no. You're, you're good. that <laughs> You don't have to worry at all. No, no filter <laughs> required.
1: I mean, that is beautiful that, that, that showcases people's care. Um, the ability that, or the fact that I three months into this, I'm going to have to move out. Cause I just, I get stuff everywhere and, <laughs> and those beautiful. are the kind of
2: things you can, you can look at and say, man, you know, I, it's taken so long and I want it to be nationwide, this and that, but the fact that you're already growing out of your current uh, accommodations, That's you're nice. like, Hey man, I'm just. <laughs> um uh, it's growing more than you more than you see right it's like when you're trying to like for like you know if you're trying to do weight loss or whatever else and you're like man I'm not making any progress but you see yourself every day but for, then you have a friend that comes by and says dang look at all this stuff or look how much weight you've lost or whatever and you're like oh okay I am making progress you know like sometimes you just hit, it takes a third party to come in and, and kind of open your eyes a little bit
1: sure yeah absolutely
0: well, and you're kind of already, you know, miles ahead of a lot of other nonprofits. I know a lot of nonprofits don't really have, you know,
2: any sort of significant impact for uh, months to years. Um, so clearly you're doing something right. You found a, you found something that uh, a lot of other people feel passionate about too and, and want to help with that or assist with it or donate to it. or
0: So um, one of the things I've seen a lot of beginning nonprofits struggle with is their mission statement. And uh, they, they want to do good things, but they, it, it's, it's easier to think about than to actually put down on paper and especially to put down for something for the IRS to say, okay, this warrants. What was it like for you guys to, for you and um, I would assume members of your board to come up with that mission statement and what the Enduring Campaign is really all about?
1: I was very fortunate in that um, the initial mission of what we're looking to do is is build that communication with the transitional center so they always have a resource and and that was that's what it is i had it much more beautifully worded when i submitted to the irs mm-hmm. but at its foundation that's what it is the thing that i want people to know is don't think for one second that i haven't thought oh i want you know i want to branch out into this um, this being to give you an example um so this is going to transitional centers i would like to build something where we're actively seeking out homeless veterans um and providing them with some type of you know bag and necessities and things like that but that's not my mission statement and i i don't even know how you start branching out i'm not at the point i can because that that takes boots on the ground it takes you know how do you find them how do you verify that they're actually a veteran all of those things but I, I find myself stick true to to what that initial mission is and that one was something that going into applying for my 501c3 I already know I already knew what we were going to do I knew what that mission was
0: fantastic yeah. now, now now you mentioned some time ago there were times when you were gonna try to talk yourself out of it what was that one um line walk where it would have swung where you would have just put this in the back burner and never see it again?
1: Be fair. I don't, I don't think it would have ever. I think it would have always been in my mind. Uh, but there was a specific event that happened that I said, I'm going to do this. And that was actually when I was pushing to get those packages out to Operation Turbo, there was an immediate response to it. And we got so many things and then after a while, you know, I think it's not shiny and new. So people, you know, it just kind of tapered off. And then I remember being in the car and I, I, I listened to podcasts in the car and I'm just listening to this podcast and I pull up to my house and there's all of these packages sitting in the front of my house, uh, donated from people. And I said, this is it, this, you could do this. This is something that you can do. Um, and that the next day I contacted an attorney, so. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's very cool. It's, it's amazing how sometimes, you know, you get kind of beat down or whatever, and it just takes that one little ray of sunshine to come through the clouds and go, oh yeah, this is, this is why I'm doing it. This is, this is worthwhile worth all the sleepless nights and headaches. It, it is.
1: And it truly is. When you talk I'm telling you when you talk to these transitional centers, it just gives you so much hope. And you know, we always go about our day to day lives, and some people will even say to me, Well, why don't I donate direct to that transitional center? And I say, Do it, absolutely do it. But I guarantee, until we post it, you didn't even know it existed. That is the point. It's not always about making donations and being able to fulfill. I mean, I would love to do that. It's also to build a resource center for people to one, understand what is a transitional center mean? How could I be part of that? But then two, where the heck are they? And that's why I'm very adamant when we post, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the post, when we post the transitional centers that we uh, support one, I don't post until we've actually supported them. And then two, I always have the city state and their website. So if you wanted to do it support direct, if you just need to know it existed, that's what matters to me, to my board too.
2: I mean, think that's, that's awesome because think about how many programs or outfits and not even just, um, you know, nonprofits, but just in like, say you're getting out of, out of the military. Like we were talking with some guys from our tag and like there people don't know that these resources are available to veterans leaving the service uh mm-hmm. to transition into civilian life like 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 how many times six of you said like i didn't know that pro- i didn't know there was a thing like that out there you know oh, what i mean? mean the
0: whole time when we we're talking yeah. to tim tim was like oh we have this program we have this program I'm like i'm I, if you if you guys could see my face and my expressions when he was talking that i'm literally tossing my papers in the air like where was this when i was getting out or, or they'll, they'll just give you like the the check in the box statement, right? Like if you guys have any questions, go to this, p- call this number. You guys have any issues or whatever, call this number, et cetera, et cetera. Just like give enough just to shut you up and then send you on your way. I'm like, well, that wasn't, I mean, it's cool that you gave me a, a number, but is this number still work? Do these people still work there? And I've actually had an instance like that where I actually reached out to some to one of those numbers and they said, the number you dialed is no longer working or please wait for 45 hours to never <laughs> before the next teller comes on the line. I'm like, this is, this is why we, we have these issues. This is exactly why we have uh, homeless veterans and guys who are still struggling to find jobs and et cetera. It's because there, there is, there are resources like Rochelle was saying, but they either don't know of existence, don't know where it's at, or don't know if they're still or
2: what they actually cover. Right. So think about how different life could have, Ben for you know just for you six in that instance if you had had those resources but now think about homeless vets like if they can't find the resource or say in, in Rochelle's case the work that she's doing now they have the resource and they can say man my life could have went so far down this way but because there was this option over here and this contact information else I was able to rise above and look at me now I'm the owner of my own fortune 500 or something but it took that initial thank god that that information was there to help me get through the hard stages to 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 the success that where I'm at now, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So so, Rochelle, uh, going on what MVP said, have you had someone reach out to you specifically thanking you, like someone you've gave a care package for, or someone you've directly affected, saying thank you for existing, thank you for doing what you did, even if it, it meant absolutely nothing to you, it meant everything to me.
1: No, and to be fair, they don't know it's it's not Rochelle; it's the Enduring Campaign. Um, and I have had, you know, email thank yous and stuff like that, but, um, so I believe we're at six now and I am, I'm about to announce a seventh, um, transitional center and every single one of them has gotten at least one thing. Some have gotten multiples and I think there's chill, still trying to absorb that this even exists, to be honest, that this is a true thing that is going to continue to happen, um, And I do want to go back to one point you just made. So in talking about the resources that are available to vets, uh, when I said, you know, it doesn't have to be donation. It doesn't have to be that. It's raising awareness that this thing exists and it's out there. If veterans don't know it's there, then it's not going to do any good. I mean, it, it will do good. We'll continue doing good for transitional centers. But as that network grows, um it's there for veterans and especially homeless veterans how how will they have access to actually learn about this unless people are spreading the word and saying even if you wanted to get a hold of us direct we'll do everything we can to support you know with the locations that we know about and the other thing i'm on my little soapbox right now the other thing is i think we're too reliant to say the answer is the va the mm-hmm. va is intimidating I do not have a claim because I got intimidated by the process. I, I 100% deserve that claim um, and I should go through it, but it's so intimidating of a process and even veterans are, are guilty of furthering that culture and intimidating other veterans because of their experiences with the VA. So I just don't think, I think we're so reliant, the VA is going to take care of this. The VA should take care of homeless veterans. But if those veterans don't, one, are kind of with my mentality, where the VA is intimidating, I don't even know where to start, um, it's going to do nothing. And we're going to keep seeing the problems that we see. So I just had to put my two cents on my soapbox. about. That.
2: <laughs> no, no, that's um, good. Now, R- Rochelle, is there a way? So we're talking about getting the word out there. Is there a way that you could somehow work with the military and get names of um or even if there is a way, but get the names of maybe those who are out processing or whatever else and then get their contacts. And you could even just, you know, mass email to those individuals and, and they can say, hey, uh, you can say, hey, look, I, I understand you're out processing. Here's all these resources available no matter what. So at least, you know, maybe it's okay. You know, I don't need it right now, but what if say six months later after the out process, like, man, I'm, I'm falling on hard times or whatever the case is. And they can refer back to that and say, hey, look, there's this. There's this list that I can go through.
1: I love that idea. I am nowhere near ready for that. That would be when I when I can make this full time some someday and actually advocate for that. I would absolutely would. But one of the things that I need to start doing, and it, again, it's just a matter of time. I wanted to start. Um, unfortunately, I have to start locally. Um, I say, unfortunately, because this is nationwide. I have no preference. In fact, I just got my first Michigan Transitional Center uh, yesterday. So, um, but I was thinking starting at the BFW um, and anywhere that is centric to veterans. We even have a shooting range that's centric to veterans um, and just asking, hey, can you put this card here that has you know, I try to make it brief. So you see the card and you know exactly what it is. Um, and then, you know, on the back, it has all of the information. That's that's what I can do right now. Uh, yeah. But I absolutely love that idea.
2: That's awesome. I mean, if you can get six and I some of that uh, information, we can even post it up at work because we yeah, work with a yeah. lot of veterans, too. You know, so hey, they might not might not need it, but they might be in the break room looking at it and say, oh, man, my cousin. You know, yes. what I mean? or they yes. probably know somebody, you know, and they can take, take it and give it to give that info out. Just Absolutely. spread the word that way.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. We'll let, we'll, we'll let, let's do some plan of action course of action <laughs> after this. we definitely, I might have some means that will help you really reach the preventative stage before it gets into the red, which is what we're trying to assist the individuals with.
1: Absolutely.
2: Instead of it being a reactive situation, we're on a proactive approach.
0: We'll definitely we'll def- we'll help you out in that aspect. We can talk after this. <laughs> uh, I'm, ju- I'm just my, I'm just blown away, especially with the amount of heart you're putting into it. And then just the fact that you're taking a lot of this as a second life, pretty much. I can only imagine the amount of stress that's putting on to you and your board. Like, just like, what do I, especially like, what do I do? How do we put this out? We're kind of small, so we're kind of limited. So, wh- what's the the easiest, most efficient mean possible? I- I'm just I'm just mind blown of it all. I re- really uh, thank you for doing everything that you're doing, es- especially the how much stress it's inducing to you and your board members.
1: Side someday.
2: Once this is full time, that's my goal. It will. Yeah, I- your I multitasking no skills are impressive.
1: <laughs> Some days. Some days it's like, oh my gosh, some days it's it's really, it's really, really hard because um I've kind of I do have a cadence down now and I've really I stick with that cadence um and I feel very comfortable with schedules and um I always make it a point to have one major goal for the day, just even if it's just one, because if I start to think of what I really need to do, I'll get overwhelmed and not do any of it. And so I always think, even when I wake up, what is your one major goal that you need to do? And like, for example, today is inventory. I need to do inventory because Monday is when I ship out packages. Mm -hmm. So having that clarity and just that frame of mind, you know, sometimes it takes me on a path where I do 20 different things. But at least if I just have that one, that's your goal today. Um, Mm -hmm. That seems to have helped me at least keep somewhat sane about everything that needs to be done.
2: Yeah. Task prioritization. You figured it out. Um, that's that uh, you and I are cut from a similar cloth on that. You know, it could be one of those, like I said, you wake up and you say, okay, um, as long as I get to the gym today and if I did nothing else, it was a good day. Yeah. You that have, exactly. So that's a similar thing. You, you, you figured out like, Hey, this is definitely needs to get done today. And if I got nothing else accomplished, I did get something accomplished. It was a productive day. Absolutely.
0: So you mentioned already uh, putting the word out. You mentioned about um, direct donations. How else can us and the listeners out there help you guys with the enduring campaign?
1: So this is actually an idea I came up with last night. Um, And I want to keep pushing it because it would be so extremely helpful. But we get a lot of requests from transitional centers of items that wouldn't necessarily fit in a care package. Um, if you look on yesterday's post, we had announced um, the New England um, Center for Veterans, and they they just needed shower shoes and pants. And instead of instead of me shipping that to myself and then shipping back, which all comes from donor funds, I was I was like, you know what? This is going to be the first time that we're shipping direct. We're going to try to find the best deal with a quality product and ship as much as we possibly can direct to that location. Ultimately what I'm getting at is I'm price shopping and and trying to find the best of use of donors money and then get them as much as they can. And every Monday I actually post the top items and I should probably remove the Amazon logo because we do have a wish list for those items. I should remove that because, um, I feel like people are interpreting that as you can only help through Amazon. What would ultimately help is if, you know, you know, some really great price shoppers and you see that list and I've got pants on those lists. If if somebody reached out and said, Hey, there's a really great deal um, on this specific item that helps me out so much. So I think right now that's the best way. If you want to volunteer, please consider doing so. It would be extremely helpful.
2: So would that mean like say uh you know on target or something like that. target.com or in the store and you see a deal and you could say tag you in a post or say you know at tag you in at your um on your social media and say hey uh just just was in the store online here found this amazing deal on shampoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And bulk shampoo or whatever. And then, and then that lets you know that, okay, I can, I can check over there because there's a really good deal right now.
1: That's exactly like, right. Okay. Yes. That would be so, so helpful. I mean, right now we do get a lot of the Amazon, but it is the, or I'm sorry, a lot of um, those types of items through Amazon. But for example, for the new, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Midwest home, uh, Homeless Veterans location they need small appliances like coffee makers and stuff that's the perfect example where one i'm not going to ship to me then to ship to them i'm going to order and ship direct to them but then you know if you saw like a killer deal on coffee makers oh my gosh that's so helpful because that's more we can support for them so
2: okay
0: very cool very cool very cool and fantastic idea too. So, Rochelle, how, how can we, the listeners, find you and the Enduring Campaign? Like, what's ways we can get a hold of you and then and uh, contribute?
1: So, we have a website, it's theenduringcampaign.org, no spaces. Uh, we also have an email and it's team at theenduringcampaign.org. You can, anybody can reach out to that. We're also on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So if you ever want to message us direct, um, that could also be a way. And in all instances, it's all the Enduring campaign. So
0: Outstanding. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm floored, especially by the amount of heart you guys are doing. And we, we hear this all the time, like raise awareness, 22 push-ups a day, Um two Valhalla projects and all that, which raises its own bit of awareness. But that's kind of like after a lot of those are like after the fact where you're actually going to like, we're here to help you now we're actually trying to prevent. So prevent some of this from actually coming to. And if you're actually trending towards the the red, we have ways to help you in that, in that sense. So again, I'm just, I'm just blown away.
2: What you've accomplished uh, thus far, like you said earlier, I know it's uh, it seems uh, difficult, um, you know kind of a never-ending wheel type thing but but you are making progress down the road um like i said just so you said you've already outgrown your current space uh, you guys are you guys are in it for the right reasons and because of that you know you're you're you will succeed there's uh no questions you've already got the hard part out of the way yeah which is getting started stop <laughs> stop ah, <laughs> which is getting started.
1: Caroliners don't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, closing thoughts for everybody, Rochelle.
1: Cool closing thoughts. Um my closing thoughts for everybody is um just be good fucking humans and not making it about the enduring campaign, just making this about being kind and um You know, we always need our fellow humans, whether if you think you do or you don't, let me reassure you, you do. Um, And so just being genuine and kind to anybody you meet, appreciating those that care for you and showing that care back. That's my end statement is don't ever forget that you need other humans. And so just be a kind fucking human.
2: Well I said. can get behind well that. Well said.
0: <laughs> here, 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 here.
2: Cheers for days. <laughs> or, yeah. Treat others as you want to be treated. Don't Ooh, be a dick. Novel concept. Don't be a dick. Don't be no. a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, your children uh, are watching.
2: Yes. I don't think or, mine are, but well, my kids are watching.
1: They're probably on the iPad, but it's the same theory.
2: They're playing Fortnite. Now on to MVP, you have anything? Uh, continue doing what you're doing. Um, like I said, let us know. Anyways, uh, well, you've already let us know the ways we can help. But continue uh sharing that information with us, even if you hit us up direct and say, hey, um, you know, here's a new thing we're trying, or say you you even like, hey, I'm I'm trying to do this, uh, and you need maybe just to bounce an idea off of us. We're always here. Let us know. Uh, glad to help in any any way we can. Um, with with your project,
0: absolutely. Please do, please do. And then again, uh, I'm I don't want to hamburger the horse here, but
2: <laughs> you, uh, I don't want to hamburger the that, horse here. That's one of those specific island sayings, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <All right. laughs> There's no
0: horses in islands. <laughs> Anyways, like um, just treat treat everybody with respect and love how you would want to. And again, this is not this is not just about a specific demographic of people. We're all in here to help each other, whether you see it or not. And you you never know when that one nice deed is going to come back around and help you when you
2: least expect it. And sleep easy knowing that there's people like Rochelle out there looking out for you.
0: Absolutely. Rochelle, flat out superhero of the day, superhero of the, of the quarter month of 2021.
1: Of the quarter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, make, we'll, make a, we'll make a frame for that. We'll hold a board and everything.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Oh, uh, thank
0: offer. you so much for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Not a problem.
2: Pleasure talking with you. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, don't forget you got that inventory.
0: (laughs) Yes,
1: I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, guys.
2: You too. Take care. Take
0: care, everybody. We'd like to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to keep producing episodes, bring on guests and keep Shoreline ever to happy to produce our show. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Stephanie Boltman, Jenny Dignan, Ryan Frushauer, Daniel Schubert, and Steven Shivers. Thank you all, our patrons, so much for all your support and, again, your patronage. If you have ideas, f- topics, or stories for the show, or you would like to be a guest on the show, visit cancelformainance.com and drop us a line on our Contact Us section. We will do whatever we can to get you and or your ideas onto the show. Check out our sponsor, Rockwell Time, for all sorts of outdoors and sporting apparel such as watches, safety-ready sunglasses, and snowboarding goods. Visit rockwelltime.com, use code CX4MX, and save 10% off your purchases. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancelformaintenance. Patronage again allows us to continue making episodes and maintain our gear. Patrons also get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord and discounts to our upcoming merch.